G'day and welcome to another edition of the Punting Monologue. We're in July. Happy new financial year, guys. We're over halfway there, over the hump month. That's not a thing. I'm Sonny Munn. I'm with Benny Clifton. How are you, Ben? Yeah, good, Sonny. How you going, mate? Pretty good, actually, mate. Sun's out today, which is rare, so trying to soak that up through the, uh, through the window whilst we do this. Mate, last week... Run me through how we went, because I didn't get to watch it, but I did see my account tick over when the best bet got up, so I'm happy with that. How'd the rest of it go? Yeah, it was pretty slim pickings other than the best bet. I'll roll through them from the top. Race two, we had Pacific Ruby, which was solid enough in the market. There was no real drift on it. Um, it just settled in behind him and didn't do a hell of a lot. It was, it was probably the most disappointing bet on the card that we had. Um, don't know what they do with that horse now. Maybe... Uh, give it one more chance third up and see what it does, but uh, definitely disappointing last week. Race four, we went Irish Butterfly, chased the speed, but gave up pretty quickly, sold in the market, didn't quite get that one right. Then we went to race five, this was the best bet. So this was the interesting one, you know, it was a huge drifter in betting, but, you know, you never want to be on any other horse in the run. So it was nice to get that um you just want to be on the horse at the right price as well. So hopefully some punters waited till the jump to, to get the best price. So it was a nice win, Renosu. Um, it was probably the class runner in the race, but probably had a couple of queries in regards to the distance. And there was a few horses in the race with a little bit of upside. So good to get the best bet up. Race six, six was Gorgeous Zara. That was a bit of a spec bet. It was solid in the market. There was a bit of spec in for it. It settled midfield and just battled on it. Uh, didn't do a hell of a lot. And the last bet we had was the two-horse play in race seven was Paldoro. It was a drifter. That was to be expected. It didn't do a hell of a lot. Pizarro was the one who was really solid in the market, really firming up late, settled in the second half of the field and, and practically stayed there. So it would have been nice to get one more win. I think Pacific Ruby was that one, but uh, obviously ran well below expectations. So got the best bet up, but it wasn't a fill-up, as they say. That's all right, mate. We saddle up. We go again. Hey, just on Renosu, was it the distance query that made it drift? Is it the other chances with upside that you mentioned? Is it just someone unloading on something else? Is it hard to know? Yeah, yeah, it is hard to know. There was a bit of everything. You know, I mean, it probably had the best jockey in the race on it, so that was a positive. But yeah, I think distance it was unproven, and yeah, there was there were horses in the race. There was probably two or three horses that were untapped and you know got a bit of scope. Whereas Renosu's probably we've seen what he can do, but obviously his best is good enough to beat those horses. So yeah, the market drifted. It didn't get completely out the gate, but it was enough to, to have you a little bit worried before the jump. Yeah, sweet. Well, let's literally get back on the horse, mate. I'm excited. We're heading out to Caulfield. This was my old hunting ground back on a telly show I worked on. We actually set up our base camp at Caulfield Racetrack. It was mint. So just sort of wandering around the what track. What TV show is this? Oh, it was one of the, it was called Four or Five, Five Bedrooms, I think it was called. It was one of these sort of packed to the rafters type rip-offs where it's like... Mate, lo- we liked that show. Oh, really? It was a it was a sleeper, that show. Well, yeah, it was a real sleeper. That's why it's not on anymore. It's bloody comatose. <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was, of all things, I was the COVID officer on that. So I was like, guys, put your mask on, stop touching each other. Uh, in this scene, we kiss. Okay, go for it. It was the most pointless gig of all time, but we were based out at Caulfield, so <laughs> I feel like I've actually got the inside running. What do you want to know about the track and the best place to get a coffee at lunch? <laughs> well, they have done track renovations mm. uh, lately, so um, they've had one meeting back. Rail's out three metres. There's a little bit of rain around, so you'd want to be close to the speed, but I don't think it's the end of the world if you get back, but I'll be sort of trying to stick with horses who are going to be close enough to the speed, but... Uh, it is probably a little bit of an unknown with the new track, so just be wary of it early on in the card. 
Yeah, anything you need to know, mate, you just ask me. Let's dive straight into it then. We're in the AM again, 11.50 this Saturday morning out at Caulfield on a bit of a soft six. Race one's over 1,100 metres. Our favourite is the opposite of me. It is Sensical at 4.80. It's a lock-in. That's more like my vintage at five bucks. Lynx at six. Spicy Margs at 6.50. And Pure Paradise at eight bucks before it starts to drift. Are we having a look? No, we're not. I mean, have a look at this field. 15 horses, seven of them haven't raced before, so not ideal. Probably, I mean, the interesting runner is the two sensical, the horse you mentioned. It's three runs in its first campaign, we're all right, but it gets way back in the field and tries to run on, which is a pretty low percentage play. I just want to watch it on Saturday and see if they ride it a little bit warmer because Peter Moody trains it and generally his horses race near the speed. So I'll be interested to see if they've been able to find any speed in that horse uh, over the break. So, uh, yeah, this is a watch race. Watch for the pattern um, because it could be handy later on in the card. Beauty. Well, let's dive straight into race two, mate, and see if you like anything there. Our favourite in race two is at three bucks. It's Aristonis, the bodyguard of Alexander the Great for all the Greek aficionados out there. Mayfair Spirit for the Monopoly fans at six bucks. <laughs> and Cleitimore. I don't even pronounce that. I just say Cleitimore and like choke on it. No idea how to pronounce that at eight bucks. Trosset at eight dollars as well. And Future History. Whoa. That's a mind warp at $9.50. What's your strategy in Monopoly, Cheat. Sonny? Is it just go Cheat. hard and buy Cheat. whatever you Cheat. can? I reckon <laughs> in Monopoly, Benny, dead set, I would have finished 10% of games I've started. It's always a good idea. And then it's like <laughs> one in the morning and people are like, we've just been drinking red wine and everyone's cheating. Should we play it again tomorrow? And it never gets picked up. Whoever gets Mayfair, you win. All right, let's get into it, eh? There's a bit of speed in this. I've got Station 1 going forward. I've got Thorin going forward. I've got Clayton Moore. Yeah, no idea. And Kel Kamser going forward. So there's a bit of speed. Um, hopefully that sets it up for this bodyguard of who? Aristotle, did you say? <laughs> Alexander the Great, mate. <laughs> he wept for there was no land left to conquer. Apart from Caulfield, race two. Did you have to look that up before? Did, did you know that or did you have to look that uh, up? I read a book once, mate. It was on the back oh, yeah. of a coaster. <laughs> this is a nice horse. I mean, Aristonis facing a field which is you know reasonably weak. Uh, this is a horse with a lot of scope. So they get they go to 2,000 metres here, which I think it's definitely looking for now. This is a horse who ran over 3,500 metres back in France. So two runs back. Have a look at the last 200 metres of its run last start at Randwick. It sort of it was coming. It was sort of it was making ground, but then it just motored, really motored through the line. And probably the main negative with its first two wins has been double-figure prices on both occasions. But it seems to be defined the market resistance for it. So three dollars here, you got to take that price, but. I think just with its upside, uh, it's going to get back from barrier 13, but I don't think that'll be too many worries. And over the 2,000 metres, this is a horse who I think is destined for better races. So I'm with Aristonis. Of the rest, Mayfair Spirit, Mayfair Spirit it's up from midweek grade. It goes forward, gets the claim for pin. I just think uh, when we're talking about classes, this horse is a class below uh, the favourite So uh, in Aristonis. So I'm with Aristonis. Fair enough, mate. And I speak on behalf of every mug punter when I say that double-figure prices are not an issue. <laughs> Just imagine what you could be buying and said and set yourself a deposit limit this Saturday, guys. So you're an Aristonis, the favourite in race two. Let's dive to race three, which is also over 2,000 metres. Two clicks here. We've got Artzino at 350. So sleek. Just outside that at 360. 
Torren Zeno. Crikey, it's a battle of the Zenos at 5.50. Tokenist at 7.50. That's me on this podcast. And then it starts to drift. Do we like any Zenos? No, this race didn't really get me too excited. I mean, they're all pretty much tied in together. So Sleek ran second last start behind first Immortal. Uh, Art Zeno was in that race. Art Zeno started $3. So Sleek started $10. That's probably an indication of their ability more so than the result so i'd expect the market to trend towards art zeno and there was just no real edge i thought uh the market pretty much had it in the right order and didn't get me too excited this race so i think we can move on there's better bets in the card later on good to hear mate i'm just glad you didn't go for fun sunday that is far too close to saying sunday fun day or friday <laughs> and i would have to question our friendship if you started doing that race four over 1400 our favorite is our red morning at 320 hazel baby at 450 and a heater if i'm pronouncing that correctly at 750 hellhound at eight bucks she's pretty rich at eight dollars fifty and my omen number eight silent scream at a whopping 23 to one go on why well, this entire winter has just been me watching the cricket until three in the morning and I've perfected the silent scream, the silent scrawly. Paddy Cummins hitting the winning runs or Stark ripping out the leg stump of Tong and my daughter has slept through all of it and I am nailing the silent scream. Are we on that? I am. No, okay. no, no, no. Shock horror. <laughs> <laughs> This, I mean, this is an interesting race. I'm with Our Red Morning. I'll go through this horse. This is the favourite. Um, had two runs in New Zealand, didn't do heaps. First up for Greg Urell, just had no luck at Echuca and forget it went around. Then at Mornington, it settled back in the field. It just kept motoring to the line. The horse that beat on that occasion in Bark is a pretty promising horse. So big margin third. So this is a horse who I think will eat the 1,400 metres up. And from barrier four, I think they'll be more positive. They showed at Echuca they can settle close enough to the speed, so it should be just in behind the leaders, hopefully. And with the claim, gets in with 54 kilos. And on the softest track, that could be an advantage. Turn a foot horse. So I'm with our red morning. Of the rest, Hazel Baby, I think it looks about the right price. I think it might have reached its level as far as scope goes. So uh, I'm against it, obviously. And a heater maps well, but there's another one who's probably reaching her ceiling. And Hellhound is a horse who's yet to win beyond the 1,000 metres and is another horse who I think has, has found their mark in terms of class. So I'm with the favourite Our Red Morning. Nice one. I don't know what the weather's doing Saturday, but if there's some rain about, that could almost be Oman territory there. Red in the morning, Shepherd's Morning, all that sort of jazz. Red at night, Shepherd's Delight. Race five is also over 1,400 metres. I am talking gibberish. Uh, what you're talking about. That's what they say. Like if the sky's, no red, at, sky's red at night... Shepherd's delight. It means the next day is going to be not raining. Yeah. But if it's red in the morning, ooh, warning, it's going to piss down. Yeah, right. Also, yeah. bloody delicious Shepherd's pie. Race five. The Argentinian football fans are our favourite at 360. That's River Plate. Then it's Hennessy Lad for the whiskey drinkers. Bit early in the day, guys. Pace yourselves at six bucks. It's double figures after that, mate. Do I need to read any more out? Did you read Aaron Bay? I haven't, mate. Aaron Bay's all the way down there at a bit of value here at 14 bucks and over $4 for the place. Do you like that? There we go. I'll get to it. I'll just talk about the favourite mm. River Plate. It, its win first up was solid. It was taken on in front. Uh, there wasn't a lot of margins. It's going up in class here. 
the camp hasn't had a winner from its last 40, 40 runs, and a camp who historically have found it hard to get horses to repeat those sort of ratings, they uh, repeat the previous starts ratings. So I'm um, against River Plate. Hennessy Lad is a nice horse, but from Barrier 17 first up, I reckon I'll just drop it out the back and give it a run. Aaron Bay is the horse that I'm keen on. I thought it was pretty good first up in a much harder race where it sort of over-raced a little bit and just got hopelessly held up uh, for the majority of the straight. Drawn barrier 18, less than ideal at the Caulfield 1,400 metres, but I think there's a little bit of speed it can come across with and maybe get a little uh, get a cart into the race and just settle in behind the leaders. So I think Aaron Bay is the value at that $14 mark. I think uh, dropping in class and fitter for that first up run, it'll run well. Plenty of value about Aaron Bay there. Number two in race five. Just have a think. Is this really a bet you want to place? Because there is a lot of value there. So you could probably just go the place. Righto, we're just about halfway through the card. Well, you can't be halfway through nine. We're not four and a half races through. But before we get going, here's a little message from the good folk at Mint Sports. If you're after a little fun in the sun up north at the Darwin Cup. Mint Sports is kicking off Mint Trips. This August, Mint Trips is venturing north for the Darwin Cup. The package includes return flights, four nights at Como, tickets to the race days with all hospitality included. So if you and your mates are in need of a bit of winter sun, love the horses and don't mind a mint time, head on over to Mint Sports and check out the Mint Trips Darwin Cup package. Limited tickets available. Get in now. Again, over 1,400, we're going to go to race six. Brigantine is your favourite at 235. Poland in the Polish colours. Hey, just quickly, what happens if two jockeys or horses have the same set of colours? There's a conflict. Do you have to play like the away game? They'll um, just generally change the hat colour. Ah, copy that. All right. You learn something new every day. Apart from everyone listening who already knew that. Poland is at six bucks. Um, Goa is at six fifty. Bee Hunter for the honey lovers out there, it's eight fifty. And Sosie Bon, who I do recall last week was in the mix at nine fifty. Yeah, and they scratched it from last week to run here. This is a, a race that mm. doesn't excite me too much. Benchmark hundred, so they're they're good quality horses, but as far as the market goes, I think the market's probably nailed it in terms of Brigantine. It's the horse to beat. It ran really well behind Munamek up at Eagle Farm. It's probably going to sit just in behind the leaders and be hard to beat, but don't want to get too involved with that $2.30, $2.35 mark. I think that's about right, and uh, I think, if anything, it'll probably drift a little bit close to the race. We're looking at 120% on the board, probably get the end of 115 in a race like this, so there's a little bit uh, of room to move for the market. So let's sit this one out, and uh, hopefully we've already had a couple of winners, and hopefully there's more winners to come. I love it when you you talk percentages, Benny, because 100% of me has no idea what you're saying. Race seven is over <laughs> 1,100 metres. Smile and wave, god damn it, at $3.80 is your favourite. Flying on a limb, doesn't sound too handy, at $4.60. Kin at 6 bucks, And then we go double figures again in a fairly sizable field. This just looks murky to me. Murky, yeah, it is. I mean... Mm. The favourite, early signs are the favourite smile and wave's going to drift from that price, but... I can't see any reason, real reason why. It's been impressive its past two. It's probably it's up a bit in grade first up, 1,100 metres. 
maybe that's a bit of a query, but she makes her own, own luck in front, but it does look like the market will be against her. So if you are keen on Smile and Wave, I'd probably wait a bit close to the race. I don't know if I said, but I'm not betting in this race. Flying on a limb, I think, is a good lay. I thought it was a complete PR last start. Drawn 14 here. PR meaning perfect runner. Got an absolute dream run inside and got out and, and won. It's not going to get that from barrier 14 here and goes to the 1,100 metres. It's yet to win beyond 1,000. So I think at that skinny price of $4.60, I'm prepared to risk it. And even a horse like Kin, it gets back. It's going to be way back in the field from barrier 16, uh, which is very unlikely to be the place to be. So uh, you mentioned Murky. Was that Murky enough for you? 100%, mate. I just am stunned that I've learnt two things. I've learnt PR is perfect run, and when you've got a conflict of silks, you just change the hat. <laughs> Bloody hell. If I learn anything else, mate, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> Race eight. Are we having anything here? We've got our favourite ingratiating at 450 Sigh at 5 bucks. Maliva at $6. Malkovich get inside his head at 750 Katsu at 9 Double figures the rest. Are we going to have a play soon? Yeah, we are. This is this is this is a nice race because I think there's a few horses here who are probably reaching the end of their campaign or not uh, reaching this race ready to peak. The horse like Malkovich, I think it's getting deep into its campaign, so I'm happy to be against it. It looks like there's a bit of speed in the race to take it out of play. Sai is another horse who obviously shown ability the last few weeks, where it's strung together a couple of wins, and but I just think this is a this is a significant rising grade. It was a drifter embedding on that occasion. Can't take the claim for Carleen Heffel in this race. And it's going to be back midfield on the inside on a day where it's going to be a little bit wet. That could be a little bit chewed up. So I'm against Sy at the $5. My lever is probably about the right price at $6. Um, won this race last year. Went all right in Adelaide last start. So probably about the right price. But... The horse I want to be with is ingratiating. I just think this horse, it won really well first up at this track and distance last time in. It's really well suited under these weight conditions. The horse who's raced in better company than this and he's going to be, he's barrier four. Hopefully they're just a little bit positive from the gate in the early stages and can stay in touch um, because there is going to be a bit of early speed and it's going to be the one who's strong through the line. So I'm with ingratiating. Lovely stuff, mate. Ingratiating in race eight. We're going to dive into the last chance saloon here at race nine over 1700. Before 5 p.m., we can clock off with a winner here. Our favourite is French Emperor at five bucks. The nephew. G'day, George. You shouldn't be listening to this, son. At $7.50. Flash Fallard at $8.50. St. Bathans, is that correct? At 10 to 1, as is Greenfly and Vitruvius. Delightful stuff. I've been umming and ahhing about this race. I mean, Ooh. I wasn't originally going to have a bet. I just thought too hard. But the more I looked at a horse like Green Fly, it's a wet tracker for one. It's pretty clear that uh, it's a wet tracker judging by its figures. But I just think it, it didn't have everything to suit last time. I think this is the race where it's got blinkers first time, crossover noseband first time. That means they're, they're throwing everything at this race. I think they'll be negative from the gate. But hopefully if the track's a little bit chewed up by this time of the car, it's getting to the best part of the track late. So I just think Greenfly, on on the figures it did last time in uh, around Detonator Jack, that was really good form lines then. I think this is its opportunity to get back to its best form and we're looking at double figure prices to to find out so something each way on green fly in, in a really hard race to finish the card sensational stuff a nice bit of value there in race nine just imagine what you could be buying instead and set yourself a deposit limit can i run through the card mate we'll see how we go go for it bang race one there's 15 horses and seven are on debut so we're not leaving our crease 
You hear that, Johnny? Race two. There's a bit of speed in this one. You're an Aristonis just taking care of Alexander the Great. Race three. You're not excited by this at all. So we go straight to race four where you're on our red morning. You think it's going to eat up the 1400. The Omen is the silent scream. Get on that for a bit of interest, if nothing else. Race five. You enjoyed it first up, and you're hoping the barrier is not a problem. For the big value bet of the day is Aaron Bay. Brigantine is probably the winner in race six, but is far too short to interest us. And the fave may well drift in race seven. We don't know why, but if you like it, hold fire until it jumps. Uh, It's just too murky for us. We're not going to bother. Race eight. Through a process of elimination, we're left with ingratiating. It ticks the track and the distance. I love those ticks. You're arming and ahhing in race nine, but you like the wet tracker with the blinkers on to bust through the chop at Caulfield. So, you're on green fly. Best bet of the day? I'm going to go for race four, our red morning. I just think... I just want to be positive mm. from that gate and what it did last start at Mornington. If you can repeat that, that'll be hard to beat. Looks a horse of pretty good promise. Fantastic, mate. And the obvious value would be Aaron Bay and then a little bit of something in race nine if you've got something in your pockets. And if you've gone past your deposit, then just shoulder arms. Beauty. Yeah, Aaron Bay, definitely the best each way. Uh, best value on the card. Just needs a little bit of luck from that gate. But yeah. Good little card, tough, but I think we might have picked the eyes out of it. Yes, I like hearing that. Pick the eyes out of a few winners. Everyone take care of yourselves. Enjoy your weekend. Saturday, I'll be seeing you, Benny. Have fun. See you, mate. Good luck, punters. Good luck.